Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Zura, and this is my podcast, Grown Folks Business. My friends call me Zura. Y'all can call me Zura. Just don't call me outside of my name, and we'll be all good. So for today's episode, um, it's something that's, you know, very personal to me just because it's actually the circumstance of my own life. And we're here just to discuss um, interracial dating um, in the black from a black woman's perspective. I'm a part of the black community. I'm a black woman. Um, and I find that thing things and people react differently depending on which gender is dating outside of their race in the black community. For example, I've noticed that black men are more accepted um, dating outside of their race, whereas black women are usually demonized for it. Um, so we're going to get into it today. We're really going to get down into the nitty gritty. You know, I'm sure you all, my small, small, small little village of, um, actually not little, we don't put little on the ends of things. We put big. So my village, my big village that we are building, um, on this platform I'm sure you guys have seen the more surface level debates and discourse on platforms like Twitter, um, threads is a new one, Instagram, you know, what else is there? YouTube. I'm sure you guys have heard, seen, engaged in potentially the disc uh, in the discourse around, you know, this topic, but today we're not only going to touch on surface level, we're going to touch below. As you know, I like getting into the nitty gritty, the controversial and, you know, putting my little two cents, sprinkling in with the rest. So we're going to get into that today. And I'm excited. Are you? I am. So as we get into it, get comfortable, get you some wine, get you something to drink, something for you to puff on if that's your cup of tea. And let's really get into it because I just want to know, like, what's everybody's opinion? I'll give you mine. You give me yours. We trade off that way and we learn to understand each other. But just to start off, I just want to ask the question to you, what is the big deal, right? What's the big deal about interracial dating, right? And in my opinion, I'm going to answer that my own question with my own opinion. And I also encourage you guys, you know, respond with your opinions. You know, I have little plug here, but I do have um, features on my podcast where you can scroll to the bottom and either participate and engage in the polls Um, You are free to DM me and we can talk about it on my social media platforms that are also linked at the bottom in the description of my podcasts. And I have a feature where you can send in your own voice note and be included in the conversations of my podcast episodes. So this is not just me talking at you. This is this is discourse. We're having conversations that need to be had. Right. So I'm just going to go ahead and answer the question with my opinion. And in my opinion, dating outside of your race isn't a big deal on the surface level. But once we get below the surface level, you know, I believe that there are some not do's and don'ts, but just certain respect you should have not only for yourself, but for the other members of your community, as well as the other members of the opposing, not the opposing, but the second party's community as well, depending on, you know, who you're dating. Like, Dating outside your race is one thing, but letting your partner disrespect the opposite gender of said race isn't. Let me provide you with an example. So say I'm with a Latino man, right? That's fine. 
But what isn't fine is if the Latino men that I was with was comfortable speaking on black issues, comfortable speaking in an anti-black way or an insensitive way to black people and our problems and the problems that we go through every single time we walk out of our house, right? That's not right. And then vice versa. If a Latino man is with a black woman or vice versa, it's not okay for that black woman or that black person in general to speak in a negative way on the Latino community or be anti-Indigenous or anti-Latino as a, as, as a whole, right? That's not right either. So I think that in order for that relationship to be acceptable and in order for just respect to be maintained, it has to be there in the first place. Mutual respect for each community's struggles and each community you know, the things that they have to go through. Of course, we're going to we're gonna get into which communities, right? Because communities is very general. And we all know if we're speaking about the white community, there's really not much of oppression there, right? There's really not. So of course, it's subjective to the circumstance and who your partner is. And it's not a one size fits all situation, clearly. But, you know, I feel like on all fronts, there has to be a level of respect and boundaries, being enforced and being followed at all times, right? Like me as a black woman, for example, me, I am in an interracial relationship, right? Um, I have been for the past almost five years, um, long-term, serious. You know, we've been living together for literally ever and we are, you know, getting married very soon. So clearly I've been I've been in this relationship for a minute. Um, it, it, have I had some learning curves? Absolutely being exposed to a whole new culture. It wasn't very, it, I didn't experience much culture culture shock because I grew up in Southern California and more specifically Inglewood. And Inglewood has always been, you know, pretty historically black. However, we do have a really decent sized Latino population. And I always grew up seeing and being taught that Latino people are, those are basically your cousins. Like, we're not meant to be beefing. We're not meant to be black versus Hispanic. We're not meant to, it's not meant to be that way because there's one common denominator in all the issues and not only the black community, but the Latino community. And I don't even have to be frank or nor do I have to be blunt. I'm sure everybody understands what I'm talking about and insinuating when I say one common denominator, right? So that's how I grew up. And because I grew up in such a racially saturated environment, um, with those two races, I have seen a lot. I've seen a lot of the struggles that I've had to go through as a black woman and as a black person in general. And I'm also very keen and have seen what struggles Latinos also have to go through in this country and more specifically in this state, because I can only speak on where I'm from and where I've been. I can't speak on things I don't know about or have an experience, right? So being that I have been, you know, shown and brought into that culture um i now have a respect a a respect that i had initially but to understand and really know and hear from a firsthand type of conversation and the conversations that my fiance and i have had my being my fiance's families have had like I, i get it you know and i I respect it. And I think that it is very important. And I also expect that respect in return. You know, I'm not the only one who is, you know, learning about something new, right? Like my fiance, he's also 
seeing and hearing about what it's like to be a black person firsthand as well, because his future spouse, i.e. me, is a black woman. And, you know, there are things that I've had to, you know, talk to his family about and talk to him about. And there are certain conversations that need to be had, certain boundaries that need to be set because, you know, different cultures do things differently. So when you're merging cultures, it's only right to make sure everybody is comfortable and everybody is respectful and everybody is nice and everything is cool. And luckily, the family that I'm marrying into, they're amazing people. I have the utmost respect for them. I love my mother-in-law. I love my father-in-law. Like they are my own parents. I'll go to war for them too. Please believe you me. I will go to war for them too. Right. And it's just been such a loving and welcoming experience and a respectful experience. Right. So that's my little two cents on, you know, that topic. Um, Uh, But I want to move on to my second point. And that's the point of quote unquote preferences, right? Because we've all heard, oh, well, I don't date this because that's not my preference. And I only date this because that's my. Okay, 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 okay. We're going to get into it. And in my humble, humble, humble opinion, of course, I have to throw disclaimers throughout my entire podcast because in the past I've had people up in arms over something that I said and quite literally forgetting that this is just my opinion and it's not as it's not to, meant to be taken as a fact. Um, however, there are facts embedded into every podcast, right? But this right here is my opinion, right? And I, just like you have your own opinion, I might not agree with yours. You cannot agree with mine and that's fine. But keep it respectful is all that I ask, right? So my take on the whole preferences um, issue, I guess, Um, is that it's okay to have a preference, but it's not okay to demonize whoever happens to fall outside of your preference. So as a black woman, right? A black woman of medium skin tone, I'm literally right in the middle, not light, not dark. Um, if your preference is lighter skinned women, right? Of any race, black, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, Um, that's your preference, right? And I don't believe that anybody should be demonized for it. However, if you're a black person and I'll keep it as men or women because I've seen it from both. All right. If you're a black person and you date, you know, you tend to only find lighter skinned women attractive of any racial, you know, background, whatever, right? That's not the issue per se. The, the issue falls when you go out of your way to disrespect women of a darker complexion and of a deeper tone, right? So that's like saying a black person predominantly dates white, ambiguous, or lighter skin tone people, right? And then going going above, you know, just that, the preference, and taking it upon themselves to say things like, oh, dark skin black women are the bottom of the barrel or dark skinned women are masculine or I can't date a dark skinned woman because she got too much attitude. That's where it becomes a gosh darn problem. And I'm going to tell you why it's harmful because no matter what you're black nine times out of 10 who I'm hearing it from are darker skinned people, right? So how can you sit here and demonize people who look like you, right? Follow me. People who look like you and put up lighter skinned people on a pedestal. 
but then complain when they get racially profiled by the police. Complain when they get racially profiled in stores and followed, right? You're following me. How can you have an issue as a black person with that when you're contributing and upholding the standard of that white supremacy has set in our society? You can't enforce white supremacy and then complain about it when it doesn't work in your favor, right? You understand, right? I hope, I hope I'm coming off the right way and I hope that I'm breaking it down in a way that people can understand and be receptive to, all right? Because I've seen this, especially as a woman, a black woman in um, SoCal, I see this a lot, right? I I grew up going to predominantly white schools. Like when I tell you the POC population was 11% most of the time growing up, and then guess what the black population was? Usually 3%, 3% or lower, right? So I heard this a lot. And crazy enough, I was hearing it from people mostly men, okay, that were either my complexion or darker. And in my, the way I'm thinking is, right, you, how are you going to speak about black women and darker skinned black women like that when your mama is black? You have a sister, your sister's black, and she's the same skin tone as you. Your mother is the same skin tone as you, right? Those two beautiful black women are now being shamed with your stupid ass blanket statements of how darker skinned black women or black women in general are the bottom of the barrel, they're only meant for, you know, having babies. They're not marriage material. This is the stuff that I grew up hearing, right? And how do you think that makes the other black women and young black girls that have to grow up with you and hear you say this for years and years and years, right? How do you think that makes them feel? As black women, in America in general, black women are the most disrespected demographic in this country. But how is it that we're the most disrespected, yet we are the most educated, the most employed, and the most successful in this country? How is that? Does it come from jealousy? Does it come from patriarchy, upholding the bigoted ideals of patriarchy? Or does it come from white supremacy? Or does it come from all three? That's another question that I would like to pose. Does it come from all three? Because I, me personally, I think it does come from all three. Now, still staying on the point of preference, right? I also believe that some people's preferences are very heavily dependent on where they grew up because i went to predominantly white schools i saw a lot of this where because there's only three percent of a black population in a school there are different types of black people but when i talk about different types of black people i don't like saying different types of black people because it makes us sound like a science experiment and we are not that i say different flavors right there are different flavors of black people we have different vibes like black people are not a monolith and i really wish that everybody would grasp that because that's been preached on the internet for literally years and i'm so sick of us having to repeat ourselves when we say it but it's so true just like hispanics are not a monolith they don't look talk sound act the same way asians the same like so why is it that why everybody thinks that black people are supposed to look the same act the same want the same things dress the same way like let's not be dense right let's have an educated conversation There's different types of black people at my school. 
And unfortunately, there was always a type the type of black person where, you know, was a blacks for Trump type of black person, right? Y'all got catch my my drift. That's the easiest way for me to describe this type of black person. Super, you know, right leaning, super oh yeah, I'm going to go crack a cold one with the boys at the lake. F those N-words. I don't understand why N-words are like that either, Connor. Let's go. Like those type of black people, right? And if you're black, I know you know what I'm talking about. I know that I know that I know that you you know what the fuck I'm talking about. And it is so irritating to be around those type of black people, right? Because it's almost like an, an extreme form of assimilation where... They had to, probably their parents, because the the people that I'm thinking about, their parents are the exact same way and kids are sponges and they pick up, you know, ideals, opinions from their parents because that's who they spend the most amount of time with, right? I encountered these type of black people a lot and unfortunately, clearly, and obviously their preferences always leaned white. And although... The sentiment and like why they ended up with, of course, the the extreme assimilation is a problem and it was harmful because I missing out on black culture as a black youth is insane. Right. That's that's going to put them at a disadvantage, because how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you're from? Right. But they all would always, you know, nine times out of ten end up with, you know, all white friends and a white partner and, you know, adopting the white persona and all Though that is their free choice, that is their prerogative, I'm not anybody to, you know, condemn them for that. What's not okay is taking away the Black experience and not exposing and teaching the kids what the Black experience is and totally casting that away because you've assimilated so extremely. That's harmful. And I have an issue with that. That is what I have an issue with. Not the preference, but the actions taken to uphold said preference, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. That's where it becomes harmful. And honestly, bringing prejudice and discrimination into like, and surrounding that around your personality and who you choose to date and start a family with, it's just disrespectful and it's fucking stupid. Can we stop? Like, even the freaking interracial couple hashtag on TikTok, right? The couples look one of two ways and I don't even have to say it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's annoying. Like the person making it a personality trait. Oh, my interracial partner. Oh, my black wife. Oh, my white husband. Oh, my Mexican husband. Oh, my Asian husband. Oh, my Asian wife. Oh, my Mexican wife. Ah, 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 ah. Please give it up. Just love your partner. Please. We, all that other, all that other stuff. We don't give a fuck. We, we don't care. And it's cringy. And you look like you're being held hostage. Blink twice if you need help. Blink twice if you'd like me to alert the authorities. Please. And on top of that, for my last point, point number three, right? Read the room. Just read the room. No matter what ethnicity your partner is, ask questions. Ask what their parents think, their political views, etc. Because... Of course, you know, we're we're changing the tra- trajectory of the conversation a little bit. But I, there have been so many times that I have been on Twitter, I've been on TikTok, even Instagram, right? And there are horror stories, shit, Reddit. We can pull up a Reddit story and read that if y'all like. 
but there has been so many horror stories of like, usually it's a black white dynamic or like a black Hispanic dynamic, um, where it's a, it's usually a dude or nah, I won't say usually it's pretty 50, 50, whether it's a dude or a girl and they bring a black man or woman home, right? Just to piss their parents off, knowing that their parents are raging racist pieces of shit, right? Just to make their parents mad or uneasy. And it's like, of course, I can only speak on black people. I'm sure this happens in other races and other with other ethnicities. I get it, right? Clearly, I'm not saying this doesn't happen there. But like I state all the time in this podcast, I'm a black woman and I'm only going to speak on black people because I'm not going to speak on anything I don't know about. And although I can see things through, you know, just hindsight being 2020, of course, I observe things and I think things and I see things and I observe things, but I cannot make or speak on a group of people that I, or a community that I'm not a part of. I'm a part of the black community, because so I'm gonna speak on black people. And there have been so many times where people do this to black people. And it's like black people, we are not your lick back to your parents. If you know your parents are a raging fucking racist, unless you're you're no contact with your parents and you're solely content on just having your own life separate from your racist ass family, do not bring us into racist environments, environments that you know are racist as fuck and where we're gonna be uncomfortable and where it could turn real uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma real fucking fast and where or KKK really fucking fast. Like, can y'all stop doing that? Like dead ass. It's so offensive. It's so offensive. And we're not a pawn in your little uh mm, rebellious. I don't I, I want to piss my parents off because they pissed me off. And ah no, we're not part of that game that you're playing with your fucking parents. Can y'all stop? And y'all can tell that I'm getting heated about this shit. And I hope you can because I that makes me so mad to see that. We are not objects in your little game against your parents. Please be respectful of our feelings when you decide to, when and if you want to bring us home. Do not bring us into a weird ass environment like that. What the, that, you deserve your ass beat for shit like that. That's crazy. Like I said, read the room. It doesn't matter what ethnicity your partner is. Ask the necessary questions. If you're out dating outside your race, especially as a black person, you need to ask the political views. You need to ask the religious views. You need to uh, really do your research and ask the necessary questions um, in order to make sure that when you are invited over to the parents' house, you don't end up chained in somebody's fucking basement or something. You never know. People are crazy, okay? People are insane. No matter how much we want that shit not to matter, it will. White, black, Latino, Asian, etc. Prejudice exists. And if any if people do anything in America, it's take their prejudice to the next level, right? Next level bullshit. This is the reddest of flags, right? If you are in a situation like this as a black person, you need to have a plan, right? You need to be able to get your ass out of there. You need to be able to dip. I recommend like if you're doing your research and you know that your partner's people are racist as fuck and you chose to you choose to go and meet them anyway because you think that you can change them or I'm going to prove them wrong. That's not your job. okay? it is not your job to prove to racist ass people 
why you deserve to be treated with respect and why all all black people aren't like no it is not your job okay or say they do like you even though they're raging racist and they hit you with you're one of the good ones yeah you need to dip that's not a compliment that's a microaggression that's a dangerous one at that because what does the good ones even mean bitch i'm not a dog I have two legs, my ears do not flop, and I do not wag my fucking tail and open my mouth to cool myself down. I'm a human being. My people are great people. We're all good. So the good ones, that doesn't make sense. And on top of that, if the shoe was on the other foot and we we started saying that about people, we would be so dead ass wrong. So if you hear that, do not take that as a compliment. You need to get out of there. Be responsible for your own transportation, especially when you're new. So if you're in a situation where you're uncomfortable, you can just get the fuck up and go. That's it. Point, point blank period. That's the bottom line. It really is. As a people, we need to be okay in spaces where we are not wanted or we are not respected. Seriously. Because it can turn into a safety issue. It can turn into a real safety issue. Black people, men, women, anything in between. Be okay with not entering a space where you are not wanted. Especially a racist partner's or racist parents of your partner. Racist siblings of your partner. Because at the end of the day, if they even took the chance to bring you and meet you... And they are bring you to meet them and they they know their parents. They know their parents are fucking racist and they choose to put you in that position anyway. That's an issue. And you should feel disrespected. Because how dare they? You deserve better than that. Point blank period. No uh cooch cat and no peen is worth that. I don't care. Nothing is worth that. Because why do you deserve to be brought into a space where you're not wanted? And you're not respected on top of that. Not being wanted is one thing, but not even being respected is another. That's crazy. And then into a home where there's, it's nothing but ridicule and discomfort for you. You don't deserve to be in a place where you feel uncomfortable. You don't deserve to be forced into any type of discomfort, period. Go, like, please. You are not a sociology project, a secret project, and nor are you a social experiment. You're a human being and you're worthy of love and acceptance and respect. And if you're not receiving that, you need to go. You need to get up and go and find it somewhere else. And just to wrap up all of my points, I think that's going to be the, that's going to be my quote of the day. Go where the love is at. I just, as a black woman and as a black woman who's been demonized for dating outside of her race by my family by strangers on the internet like I cannot even start to think why a black man who's dating a white woman should ever demonize me for dating a Latino man and not dating a black man that will never make sense to me as I promise you not even a month after I started dating my fiance way back in 2019 I could not understand why there were so many black men, specifically black men, in my Instagram DMs, Twitter DMs, telling me that I'm I'm anti-black, 
that I'm a coon, that I'm this, that, and the third because I'm dating a Latino man and I didn't end up with a black man, only to find out through their own profiles that they're dating white women or racially ambiguous women or non-black women. Can somebody please help me understand how that makes sense? And this is what I meant at the beginning of the podcast episode. Black women are definitely more demonized uh, from dating outside their race than black men are. Black men are praised by each other for that shit. Not only do I see it, have I seen it firsthand in my high school environment, in my college environment, and my familial environment on my father's side. Never my mother's side, but my father's side, absolutely, right? But then you go on social media and it's the same thing. Black men, you know, dating outside their race, which like I said, is cool, right? Nobody's having an issue with that. But not only are they praised for dating outside their race, they're also praised when talking down onto black women. That's an issue. And it's an issue if when black women do the same thing because I haven't seen it as much black women doing it, but I have seen it. And I got to hold my fellow black, beautiful women accountable for that. And at the end of the day, I just, me personally, I think that everybody should just mind their own damn business. If I'm not effing you, financing you, or feeding you, you should not have a say in my life, nor should you have anything to critique, especially if it's a stranger online. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Seriously, what's wrong with you? What would behoove you to sit here and type out a think piece paragraph in my DMs and I don't even know your first and last names. I don't even know your mother's maiden name. And you sit here demonizing me and my life choices. Well, at the end of the day, I'm always going to go where the love is. And I mean, not even unfortunate because I'm happy. There's nothing unfortunate about my situation, period. Fortunately, I'm with a man that's a great provider, a great person, And I'm not lacking anything in my relationship, right? And he happens to be Latino. Oh, fucking well. Guess what? You'll still see me on the front lines dating, not dating, fighting for black men and their rights and them being gunned down in the streets by these rogue police officers. You'll still see me advocating for black women, more specifically dark-skinned black women, because they're the most disrespected ones on this planet, period. And I don't want, there's no argument on that. That's a fact. You can look it up. There's statistics to back that up. And on top of that, my Latino fiance is pro-black as well. So what's, there's no issue with that. But without further ado, not that I have to explain myself to a gosh darn person, because I don't, because I'm grown. Hi, I'm grown. Um, We're going to get into some FAQs. Um, Just like the last segment, my FAQs, um, they do come from either... Um, the question posts on my Instagram stories, look out for those, um, Twitter. Sometimes I put polls on Twitter, not very often because I had to make a new one because my old one got hacked. Um, and at the bottom of my podcast, you know, I'll have polls, the two cents I receive, or just if I'm scrolling through Reddit or something and I see like a good question or a good, uh, question to make, you know, an FAQ on my segment, I'll include that. So today I only have three. The last episode I had seven, right? And the first one is, interestingly enough, why are black women scrutinized for dating outside their race while black men are praised for it? 
Um, I just, you know, touched on that. And I truly think it's because it's a society thing. Um, I think it's a patriarchal thing as well. You know, black men are unfortunately... I'm not going to say unfortunately men because we need each other, right? I'm not a, you know, fuck men ass bitch. I'm, that's not me. But um, I do think because they're men, the patriarchy, although it doesn't, it's not, the patriarchy doesn't help anybody. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't even help straight white men, let alone black, straight black men, right? But I often see because of the patriarchal ideologies that our American society is based off of, um, of course they're gonna, you know, uplift black men when they achieve women that are quote unquote, the beauty standard of this generation. Right. And what is the, what is the beauty standard, right? Whether it's at what, whether it's, it should be the beauty standard or not is not the question, but the question is what is the beauty standard? Lighter skinned, loose textured, uh, curly haired women, slanted eyes, a slender nose, full lips and a either a BBL body or a slim thick body. That is the beauty standard, right? Especially amongst the black community, right? Colorism is just colorism and texturism are just racism to little cousins. That's it. Nothing more and nothing less. So I do believe because of colorism and because of the stupid unrealistic beauty standard, um of course they're praised for, you know, obtaining those type of women because they fit the beauty standard. They are quote unquote conventionally pretty. And I think it's simply, you know, that's how men think they're gonna, Oh yeah, that's my boy. He's, he, he has, he's winning in life. Uh, 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 stupid ass shit. Right? Exactly. I think that's why. And I think black women are scrutinized for it because I just think that simply put, we can't win for losing as black women. Right? If we're successful, we're too masculine because why are we making more money than men, right? If we're, if we date within our race, you know, well, you got to split 50-50, you got to do this, these stupid ass conversations in our community that's polluting everybody's brain, black men and black women alike. So there's already, we got to deal with that bullshit. We got to deal with the 50-50 conversation. We got to deal with, well, why are you so good that you deserve this black king's, you know, support and love and respect and monogamy? That's fucking bullshit, right? And then we have women on the spectrum, on the other end of the spectrum talking about, oh, I'm going to have two, I'm going to play all these men. I'm going to have five men and one man is going to pay, pay this, pay that, pay this, pay that. All men good are good for is money, right? We have that, which is bullshit because no, they're not. They're not fucking animals, livestock. They're human beings and it's dehumanizing to the man, right? And it fucks with the man's sense of, you know, that's all I'm worth is what I can bring, what materials I can bring, what I can do with my hands, which, you know, is harmful. So there's just a bunch of, there's a bunch of pollution, uh, mental pollution in our community right now. And it's becoming very toxic. So at this point, that's why I always say, just go where the love is at. If you happen to fall in love with an Asian man as a black woman, all right, cool, have fun. Be con- as long as it's consenting, y'all are both respecting each other and it's mutual, the love is mutual, who gives a good gosh darn, right? If you're a black man and you fall in love with a 
Light-skinned black women, cool. But don't be talking about, oh, that's why I don't date black, dark, these dark-skinned black bitches because they're ghetto and da da da. No, you don't need to do all that. Just go love your woman in peace like everybody else, right? That's ridiculous. I just don't think it's as deep as everybody is making it. I really don't. I truly don't think that this shit is that deep. Now, question number two. Can you be pro-black and date outside your race? You absolutely can. And I'm speaking from experience. I'm very active in that those spaces, the civil rights spaces for black people. I have ties to the Black Panthers, to things like, like I, I it's very, 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 very saturated in my family on both sides. I do believe you can be pro-black as long as you have, I feel like it's harder to be pro-black when your partner is is out of the loop, right? I have the privilege that um my fiance, he's very much in the loop. He's seen the good he's seen the good and the bad and the ugly in not only his community but mine, but he's also seen where the bad and the ugly stem from, right? And that's the system. The system being the government and who controls the whole government, white people, right? Right. Follow me. He's seen white police officers, you know, beating down innocent black people's doors. He's seen police officers beating down his own Latino father's door out of a suspicion because they were looking for a Latino man and he just so happened to be the only Latino man on his way home at that time with no tie to the crime. He's seen, he's seen the bullshit. And not only has he seen the bullshit, he's done his own due diligence to read up and understand the bullshit as well. I do believe that it's not any black person in a relationship and in an interracial relationships obligation to educate their non-black partner as to why it's significantly harder to be a black person in this country. And it's, we have it harder than any other race. That's something I never had to do. I never had to educate my fiance on why it is the way that it is. He knew. I feel like he, if you if your partner is ignorant it's hard to be pro-black in a relationship because it's either your partner's gonna want to do the do the due diligence to educate themselves or you're gonna have to educate them and unless you went to school and got a degree to be a teacher you are nobody's teacher point blank period it's not your job to educate especially in my humble opinion especially not as a black woman it's not your place that man should know and if he doesn't know especially if he's non-white then his head is so far up his ass, baby. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that is a, a case you want to crack. I really don't. So that is that on that. And the last question of this segment is, does dating outside your race equal self-hate? Absolutely not. No, it does not. You can love yourself and your lineage and your bloodline and your ethnic background and still date outside your race. I'm a black woman. I'm a very pro-black woman. I love myself. I've never thought about changing my features. How could I touch a face or a body that number one is a temple? That's number one. Number two, the history of my ancestors is written on my face. And I come from a very beautiful ancestry. So why would I want to change that? How could I hate myself? Because if I hated myself, I'd be hating my ancestors and essentially spitting on 
all of the fight that they endured to place me in the in the stage that I am right now, the freedoms that I have right now. That's disrespectful. I could never, right? And of, of course, I can only speak for me. Like I always say, I've said the what three times this entire podcast. I can only speak for me. Me personally, I can never hate my blackness just because I'm with a Latino man. Just because I'm with him doesn't mean I want to be part of that ethnicity. I don't want to be Mexican. I want to be black. I want to be an Afro-Caribbean woman. That's who I am. And I'm proud to be her. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm her. What do you mean? And I feel like every black woman specifically in a relationship, whether it's a black relationship or whether it's an interracial relationship, I feel like you should always carry on the rhetoric that you are her. The first woman on this planet was a black woman. In Ethiopia, she was African. Before race, the stupid idea called race was even a fucking thing. I could never hate that. And black women should never hate themselves, especially not in an interracial relationship, baby, because... You're her. <laughs> Simply put, you're her. And any black man in an interrelation relationship, you're him. You don't need to denounce your blackness just because you're in an interracial relationship for what? Two people joining together, it should be two people that are filled up to 100%. Not, oh, I'm filled up to 50%. I'm half full. You're half full. Let's join and become 100%. No. You enter 100%, they enter 100%, and y'all both enter relationship filled up so nobody's looking for unnecessary voids that they're not responsible for filling to be filled. And I think that also works with inter inter interracial dating. I do. But that is my two cents. I've kept y'all here long enough Um, at this point. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope that it gave you something to think about today. Um, if you want to leave any feedback, you are more than welcome to send in through a voice memo and we can hear what you have to say. We can have some discourse. Um, it would really help if you would engage in the polls at the bottom and the description of this uh, podcast episode. And don't forget to hit my socials and tell me what you think on my socials. And if you want to participate and you want to have an influence on what I put out, the content that I put out, um, make sure you watch my Instagram stories whenever I have a podcast. I'm shooting for every two weeks. Um, there's a new podcast episode. And once, you know, um, I'm able once a week because I have there are some little updates that I'm trying to make and, you know, different things that I'm trying to do. Um, but those require time and money and capital. So they're coming soon. Don't worry. Um, this will be a whole different ballgame 2024. So, yeah, just stay updated. Stay, you know, tuned in. And I'll stay tuned in with y'all. And you'll see, I'll probably put the polls up on my Instagram, things like that, about a week before I actually film and upload and schedule the podcast. So just look out for that. But other than that, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Let me know what you think. And y'all have a blessed day. Bye-bye.